Okay, we're on Dafkaf Bedam Abed, very top. So Gemara says as follows, Tashma, come in here, Zach Klal. Kol sheyeshbo bitul melacha la'am, kegon tani tzibar v'tishabab, karim shlosha. Mishayimbo bitul melacha la'am, kegon roshay chadash v'chalo shamoid, karim arba. But the rule is, is as follows. Whenever there's a situation where an extended davening would result in uh, neglecting one's work, meaning if it's a work day for the people, like on a Tani Tzibor, a public fast day, or Tisha B'Av, you read three aliyot. But if there's not going to be any bitul Malacha, because people be, like, basically aren't working, like of Rosh Chodesh and Cholamoed, we read it four. Okay, so, like, so this bright that links the idea of how many aliyot we have, at least during weekdays, to whether or not we are working. Which is sort of fascinating if you think about it, because like, how long is one of these aliyahs? Like, what, a minute and a half? You know, like, None of like, them get rid of talking. Right? It's like, not so long, but like, nonetheless, exactly. Because it's not so long, but nonetheless, you see a sensitivity to people's uh, ability to... Oh, hold on. You see a, uh, a sensitivity to people's work, uh, and therefore that makes sense to make the distinction. You're right. So that Rosh Hashanah is a tricky answer, a tricky thing, because we, we do work in Rosh Hashanah. Rashi and Tosa both seem to associate it with the men uh, women have not to work in Rosh Hashanah. I'm not sure that re- I, it doesn't really, for me at least, satisfactorily answer the question, because the women aren't the ones in Shul, presumably, back then. I mean, how many women went to Shul? Uh, and is that really what we're talking about? Anyhow, but that's, they link it together. They link it together. Shmar Minas, we see from Minas, we have three, and then four. Okay, I'm Ravashi. Uh, the Rav Ravashi says, "Anan lot nan hachi." But then we learn as follows: Zeaklal kol yom sheyesh ba musaf veno yom tov karin arba la tu yemai. Rav says, "This is the rule. Any day that has musaf but isn't a yom to read four. Meaning that the reason we read four is not because of the lack of bitul malacha. There's a more positive element, which is that there's a there's a day of there's a musaf a tefillah that happens not to be a yom tov. So it sort of falls in between weekdays where we read three and yom tov where we read four, five aliyot. This is sort of in between, so we read four. But that's zehaklav la tui mice. What does zehaklav come to include? Lav la tui tani tiba v'tisha ba'av is not coming to include. Rabbi Yehuda assumed that the word zehaklav, this is the rule, comes." Include something else, and presumably it includes which two things: Tani Tibor and Tisha B'Av. And you know, our brother just taught us that those uh, those days you only read three aliyot, not four aliyot. Which, by the way, is the halacha. But nonetheless, so uh, how do we going to resolve that issue of the zehaklal? Mark says, Ravashi mami. But according to Ravashi, if that's the truth, that Tani Tibor and Tisha B'Av, we read four aliyot. Lo Tanakama, who's the Mishnah? Excuse me. Lo Tanakama, Lo Rabbiosi. It can't be Rav Tanakama. It can't be Rabbiosi. Titania, as the Brachta teaches us. Right? That if, um, what's it called? Uh, Rashi, Rashi points out when it says Chaliyot, what falls out to be? It says, I'm talking about Tisha B'Av. Okay, so if Tisha B'Av falls out on a Monday or a Thursday, we read three, Umaftirachad. And we do one of those aliyahs, uh, then also brings the, uh, reads the Haftarah. But Shishu Birvi, if it falls out on a Thursday or, or uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, excuse me, uh, when you wouldn't normally have Torah reading, Korei Achad, you have one aliyah, basically, Umaftirachad, and that person, I guess, and you also have, uh, the Haftarah. Rabbi, it's that's the Tanakhama. You always have three, and you have the Haftarah. Meaning that the Brayta seems to give two opinions about what happens on Tisha B'Av, uh, the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yossi, neither of which suggests that you have four aliyot on the Tanit Seaboard. So what's going on over here? So the Gemara says, Yeah, but okay, so fine, so reject that. But we still have the problem with the Zehaklal. What's that come to include? Lola Tuye Rosh Chodesh Umoid. So isn't that come to include Rosh Chodesh and Cholomoid, where we have four aliyot? It says, No, but Habehedja Katanila, Rosh Chodeshim Umoid Karina Bra. That can't be from Zehaklal because that's explicit. Right, uh, It's explicitly taught to us in the Mishnah that Rosh Chodesh Achalamog read four aliyot. So Gemara says no. Simana be'alma yahiv. 
Okay, no, when it, when it says Zehaklal, so it is true that generally speaking, we, th- we have the phrase Zehaklal, this is the rule, it comes to include something else. In this case, it's not. It's a Siman and Ba'ama, meaning it's merely a, a marker. What do you mean? So we don't want you to think that Yom Tov and even though it's the same holiday, basically, right, like a Pesach or a Sukkot, but you have Cholomoyed and Yom Tov, it's one holiday, so you might don't think that just because they're the same holiday, they have the same uh, rules about Kriyat Torah, right? They don't. And that's a Zehaklal comes to sort of explicitly differentiate between the two. In case you missed it, right, that's what it's doing there. Okay? Uh, so, in case you think that, so rather take this uh, rule in your hand, says the, uh, says the Gemara, or, or based on the, the, the Mishnah, called the Tafile Milta Mechavre, Tafile Gavre Yetera. Yeah. Whatever has tfei, tfei means more, but whichever day has like more significance than its fellow, than the other day, you'll also have another, an additional uh, aliyah, right? Gavra means person, but an additional aliyah. What do we mean? So on when there is a korban musaf, korina bara before. But yom tov, which adds an extra element to aster and melacha, has a real iser melacha hamisha. You do five. But yom kippurim danush karet shisha. Yom kippur is an additional thing. It's also prohibited to do melacha, but it's an additional thing that you have, that's the, the punishment on yom kippur for doing melacha is karet. So you do six aliyot and shabbat. The ika iser skila shabbat is even greater. Which you think again the actual death penalty of uh, stoning uh, in base. So you got Shiva. So you have seven. Okay, so we basically concluded that the Zehaklal, um, we can't go along and say Zehaklal comes to include Rosh Chodesh and uh, Tisha B'Av because it's just not true. We know that Rosh Chodesh and Tisha B'Av. We don't have, we don't have, I, I shouldn't say Rosh Chodesh, uh, sorry. Uh, Tisha B'Av and uh, Tanit Sibor. That we don't, uh, we, we know we don't have four Aliyot in those days. We know we only have three Aliyot on those days. So rather, the Zehaklal is just a general sort of marker of like reminding us of how the, uh, the principle works to then differentiate and not make mistakes that we think certain things are the same. Yeah, apparently so. That's what you're saying. That's excellent. That's a very good point, right? If you see that, like, wow, getting skila is worse than karate, right? Getting punished in Beitin is considered to be uh, a worse, uh, more severe penalty. Okay, Gufa, let's go back to something we saw uh, in yesterday's Amen. Anamadala. Rav Ikal Bava Batani Tibor. Rav visited Babel on a Tani Tibor on the fast day. Kam Kara Besifra, he got up, he read from the Torah. Padach, he opened up. Barich, he made a bracha. Chatam, the low barich, he concluded they didn't make a bracha. That's a discussion for a different time. Nafal, Kuliyama, and Payu, everyone was, did the feel out of Payim, okay, like uh, we'll call the Tachanam. The Rav, Lo Nafal, Alape, Rav did not uh, do the feel out of Payim. Okay, and that's going to be the discussion basically for a while now. So what's going on? Why did Rav not do the Gemara says, My time, Rav, Lo Nafal, Alape. Why did Rav not uh, fall on his face? So really, why did he not do the feel out of Payim? Gemara says, We'll have a few different answers. Gemara says, Rizba shall Avanim Haita. It was a stone floor. Vitanya, we have a bright which teaches, The Evan Maskit, Otitnu Bartachem, Vishtachavot Alea. Says, don't uh, place a uh, stone like a hewn stone floor uh, in your land to bow down on it. Uh, what's the implication from that? The Brighter says, Aleha iata the on it, meaning in this uh, on this stone floor, do not bow down in your land. But um uh, Sorry, but you are allowed to bow down on the stones of the Beit Hamikdash. Okay, but that is uh, the exception uh, to the rule, or maybe the rule is you can bow down on the Beit Hamikdash, but not anywhere uh, else. And therefore, that's what Rav was worried about—that to bow down on the stone floors is seen to be prohibited. Okay, Kedula, and according to the Ula, Damar Ula, Lo Shal Beit Hamikdash. 
Lo shall be to Sorry, I lost my place again. Damarula, lo asratara, elevates basha lavanim bibad. As Ula said, that the Torah only prohibits a floor that is made of stone. Okay, so that's the, the first answer is why the Rav not uh, do it? Because it was a stone floor and the Rav did not uh, want to da- bow down on it because it would be prohibited. Ah, so you asked the question, wait a second, if that's the case, my ear your Rav, I feel a kulunami. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, why, why, what's the big deal with Rav? Why, why, the, why is the story emphasizing that Rav didn't bow down? Everyone shouldn't have bowed down. Why, if, if, like, Rav didn't do the feel of Well, could everyone else is doing the wrong thing and Rav's the only one who did the right thing? That doesn't make a lot of sense. Christ says, no, Kameh Rav Havai. Okay? No, because it was the stone part was only in front of Rav. I Meaning, I guess the rest of the place where they were, the rest of the shul, wasn't a stone floor. Let's say it was a dirt floor. But in front of Rav, there was a section which was like stone, and he, didn't want, and he couldn't bow down on that side. Where it says, great, no problem. The laser lagabi tibor, the limpalalape. So just move a little bit to the side, right? Go over to where the tibor is. I guess that was a dirt floor, let's say, whatever it was. And he, he could do the feel of the vine. So why are we making a big deal that Rav didn't do it? Well, says, no, no, by Lamitros Tibura. No, he didn't want to bother the Tibura. I mean, if he moved around, maybe it was crowded or something, and maybe when the, you know, the big rabbi starts walking around, everyone sort of gets, you know, uh, gets worried or whatever. So he didn't want to bother anybody. He just, you know, quietly himself, himself didn't do the feel of the fight. Be by Dema. Alternatively, another another possible answer. Rav Pishu Yadam Baraglaim Hava Avid Ukudula. Rav wanted to do Pishu Yadam Baraglaim, and he wanted to do full prostration and hands and arms outstretched, uh, legs and arms outstretched. Ukidula also according to Ula. Damarula lo asra Torah ella pishu yadai baraglaim bavad. As Ula said, the Torah only prohibited when you're going to be, in, I guess, also on the stone floor, but also only when you're full prostration, not just a simple nifyala daban. Mars is great. Filippo Lalape, Filolava Pisha Dimerglam. So why is Rob being so such, such a stickler? Let him just do a regular in the field of the pine, you know, the way whatever, put your head face down. And don't worry, don't do the whole thing. Whereas no. Uh Mishani Miminhagi, uh Lom Mishani Miminhagi. He didn't want to change his minhag. Okay, he wanted to keep the way he normally does it. So better to do nothing than not to do the full minhag, which is a good uh something to think about in general. Sometimes, you know, doing partial isn't always the right answer. Vibaidema, I'll turn it to be another possibility here, is Adam Chashuv Shaini. Another uh, uh, an important person is different. Okay, to Rabbi Lazar. And according to Rabbi Lazar's statement, Dhamma Rabbi Lazar, in Adam Chashuv, Rashaidi Paul Apanav, El Imke Naanaki Yoshua Binun. Okay, that an important person should not do the field of time unless he's certain he'll be answered like Yoshua Binun was. Like you said, Hashem said, Yoshua, get up and go, meaning that Yoshua was prostrate. But generally speaking, uh, it wouldn't be a good idea. Okay, so those are different reasons why maybe Rav uh, didn't want to do. Uh, didn't want to do Nefil of the Pine. Okay, now, along those lines, the, we have a Brighton. Tanu Rabbanu, the Brighton tells us as follows. There's different types of, like, quote-unquote, bowing down. There's something called Kidah. Okay, Kidah, like, Vayikod Ha'am, right? Kidah is Allah Pine. That's on your face. Okay, Shnemar Vayikod Ba'sheva Apayim Aris. That Ba'sheva did Kidah, Apayim means your face, right? Which means your face towards the ground. Kriah, right, the Chroa, Al Birkaim. That is on your knees. From, right, from like kneeling on his knees. Right, so we call the word kneel, right, from the word knee. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll call that bowing. That means fully prostrate, outstretched uh, legs and hands and arms. That Yaakov says to Yosef, well, we, uh, am I and your mother and your brothers come to bow down to you? Artsa, meaning like on the ground, meaning fully on the ground. 
Okay? So we have these different things. Kida, we have uh, uh, Kriya, and we have Yishtachaba. The Gemara tells a story here. If you recall from Ta'anit, we have a similar story. Levi Achle Kida Kameh Rebbe. Levi demonstrated what Kida is before Rebbe. Apparently Kida, by the way, is not like you bend on your knees and then put your face to the ground. It's you're only having your face on the ground. So you have to kind of do like this weird like handstand type thing just to have your face hit the ground. So he demonstrated that Ve'itla, and he became lame. Became lame, I guess he like sort of contorted his body in an uncomfortable way. And he, I think he just like they say he dislocated his hip or something like that. So Gemara says, What are you talking about? Garmale? Is this what caused him to become lame? But Rabbi Lazar said, A person should never uh, be means like to be like uh, rude towards Hashem, like to complain to Hashem. Because there's a great man who did such a thing. He became lame. Umanu Levi. And who was that person? It was Levi. So Levi. Maybe they become lame because of some like contortion act he was doing. He became lame because he was he was Baruchu, and that was his punishment. They became lame. So our answer is uh, no. Havaha garmale. Both things, uh, this and that, caused it. Okay, meaning that uh, Levi deserved it because of what he did in terms of being rude to Hashem. What's the what's the situation that occurred in which he became lame? It's when he was demonstrating kida. The Gemara Tani, if you recall, uh, has the exact opposite. It tells us a story by Dalteh Tzorim Kapimala and says that's why he became lame. And he said, "What are you talking about? I thought he was bowing down into the whole thing." So it's both. Okay. Now one more line. Uh, I saw uh, a bayan rava who would be matzli asluye. It means they would lean on their sides. Rashi says matzli asluye alti dehen velonu flim al pnehem mamash. Okay, they didn't want to like do full the feel of the payim. The fish in adam chashuv rashaili polavav. Because again, going back to the idea of adam chashuv, an important person shouldn't do that, and therefore they just leaned on their side. They leaned, and that was, that was the idea of what they uh, what they did. Okay, we will pause there and continue with the tomorrow. What does that mean? Lean?